Hey everybody, I'm Lee Singer Golden here at Handsome Headquarters, and this is your Evening Handsome, featuring my illustrious colleague, Hunter Ambrose. Evening Handsome. Evening Handsome. Are you reporting as usual from, um, what's the uh, 10 forward? Reporting here as usual from 10 forward on the, uh, you know, the, the, the best deck of nice. the Galactic Starship Sacramento, California. Not so, so what, almost still sunny actually. I mean, there's some lingering sun out there. It was a, it was a scorcher here today in, in scenic Sacramento, California. Damn. Pushing 110 degrees, no problem. Dude, do you hear the fireworks right now? Wait. Oh, I hear them, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Are you <sighs> sure that's not gunfire? You shouldn't get down. I don't know. My, my wife thinks it's a psyop. Amelia's like, it's a fucking psyop. She's like, <laughs> she thinks like the men in black are in the street. No, I'm like, I'm kind of like, she sort of had me convinced for a second. I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe some, some cops are throwing down like bombs, kind of like Batman. Maybe it's Batman. I don't know. Bomber man forever, but yeah, the, people think that it's a psyop, basically, that um, that they're just uh, you know dropping these uh, um, explosives, these little M80s or whatever the fuck they are, tequila sunrises. People are, are saying that like that they're doing it, the cops are doing it to get us desensitized to the sound of gunfire. That they're doing right. it to desensitize right, right. us to the point that it even covers up when real things happen. We don't know when the real things are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's actually you know, getting what's just kids putting off fireworks because there are kids putting off fireworks and, and what that's is, also why they made us cut the lead from the engines because you know the lead was how they originally had the engines not have a knock you know that and that, that knock was really loud it would also be like backfires and stuff uh, and so you know they cut that uh yeah uh, so that way they would we would have more gunfire in the streets that makes um, a lot of sense in my JFK studies, I always hear these guys talking about like, oh, we, at first we thought it was motorcycle backfires. And I just like remember being like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but that sounds dope. I guess it's when a car makes the sound of a gun for no reason and they stop that. That's good. You know, progress has been made in a lot of areas. Progress is made, man. Progress, progress is, is made. made. Progress is made by people. Progress is made today. Today's episode brought to you by progress. Progress okay. doesn't just bring us forward. It takes us another step. This message of progress brought to you by Progresso Soup, made <laughs> by robots. Oh, boy. Yeah, we always get the strangest sponsorship, don't we? Tonight's sponsor, Lucky Strike Cigarettes and Cancer. Oh, Kent's Air Ultralight Cigarettes from Canada, yes. the Mexico of the North, our fine brothers to the North. Our fine who, brothers to the North. They're very polite. I'm worried that they're going to sort of, there's going to be kind of like an Austria type thing. Like, like Hitler didn't really even have to like invade <laughs> Austria. Like Austria, like he rolled his troops in, but Austria was like, no, we're down. We'll be Nazis. Like, I feel like eventually Canada's. The Canadians are going to be Austrians. Once, Austria, once we get our healthcare Austria. down, they're just like, well, we'll just, let's just absorb up into them. Mm-hmm. I you say we welcome so Mexico world- too. And, in the know, World War Three, in the World War Three, where the epicenter is the are the Americas. Uh huh. Um, Canada in the year two thousand. In the in the in the year two thousand and two, a world war will erupt. Man, if and I only read... Steven Seagal can stop it. Oh, Steven Seagal. Uh, he's actually my my solution to gun control. I was talking about this today. <laughs> <laughs> and because people were saying you know i was people say hey let's outlaw guns and they like, oh, that kind of sounds like a good idea but then another guy goes well if you outlaw guns then only outlaws will have guns and then some people go uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah so that means we must get as many guns as possible you're right you <laughs> <laughs> should outlaw steven seagal <laughs> no 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 the point is like well what do we do if, if we if only outlaws have weapons then we just get steven seagal to grab their wrist and then the guns just fall to the ground. So it'll be, it'll be like, uh, we have a hostile uh, white male with a uh, AR-15. And then he'll just come in and he'll just, you know, take a knock to his neck. And then he'll, uh, and that'll knock one hand off. <laughs> then he'll do the little wrist pinch. He does the little wrist pinch. He's just like, hey, you got a gun? Get a gun or I'm going to pinch your wrist and you're going to drop it. I'm going to pinch, I'm going to pinch your chode and you're going to drop your gun. Mm-hmm. They're just meanwhile hypnotized. They're hypnotized. 
um, you know, ponytail going back and forth. I mean, I think you mixed up uh, Mike Myers' sing signature judo chop with the uh, <laughs> with your with your with your Steven Seagal there. I mean, both hits of the '90s. I, I will admit, but oh, did I ever tell you about the time my sister ran into uh, Mr. Myers in uh, in beautiful New York City, Manhattan? Was she okay? Did she get hurt? I mean, did they? Did they? No, no, no. It's fine. She just sent to him, and New York's the kind of city where you know you can kind of star I fuck around, you know, it's like kind of like you see people around and, you know, you don't want to be weird about it or do dumb things. Like, of course, um, when you see <laughs> Mike Myers, uh, don't just go, yeah, baby. And uh, you can guess what Emma decided to do. Is she yeah, of course, I've heard this story so many times. Oh, it's so, it's, it's, it the, never gets old. The look of disdain on his face was like stankier than that look in Austin Powers. <laughs> He literally drinks shit, and they go, "Yeah, is it? It is shit, Austin." Oh God, oh, fucking Austin Powers. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so so I married an axe murderer. Still my favorite Austin Myers. Mike mm, Myers film. That's one of the top San Francisco movies too. Rank it up there with Star Trek: Save the Whales. It's up there. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You put it above. <laughs> Mork Tux, uh, also known as... Uh, no, it's not up there with number four. Of, it's not up there with ST4, but it's... it's And it's definitely not up there with The Rock. I mean... Oh, The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> I mean, so, you know... Mind about the best. But winners pick up a prom queen in San Francisco. Win winners get fucked in Alcatraz. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Mr. Connor, oh. that's not the line. It's me? more realistic. Me, it's more realistic. He did a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Connor, I want this to be realistic as possible. Uh, sir, no. <laughs> Keep ad-libbing all of these scenes where former secret agent, is it James Mason or John Mason? is John Mason. Talking about all the horrible experiences he had in prison, but how it was also a very uh, exploratory period. <laughs> That's like hashtag offensive me too. Like, yeah, exactly. Sean, we can't put this in this movie. What, did Barbara Walters send you? <laughs> Bob, Bob this send you? you guys are all beeps. I'm telling you, Mr. Connery, we only can afford one more FCC violation. Well, you little beeps. Then. That's, we're down to how many is that two or one <laughs> right. can you just retire <clears throat> mr connor mr connor we got a script for you it's the best script ever it's called league of extraordinary gentlemen <laughs> i need to wear pants <laughs> yeah anyway so uh anyway. big news you know you and i um we both are i would believe to say fans of the og batman 89 Oh, it oh, came yeah. up right as we were coming up. So it was like mm -hmm. definitely a big cultural thing like that. Mm -hmm. Tim Burton, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Michael Keaton mm -hmm. version of the bat. Mm -hmm. the kids mm -hmm. like us whose formative mm -hmm. years were like what I like to call 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Our early cinematic consumption was defined by, you know, uh, sort of this wonderful juxtaposition of kind of cartoony cinema with kind of modern cinema and, and modern special effects. And also I think characterized by a genre of film, which you and I know, I know we both enjoy, which we call traction, uh, really the combination of trash mm -hmm. and, and action, action together. Yeah, absolutely. There are, there's some traction sequences in there. Like when the little remote control Batmobile goes and blows up all the little model, uh, <laughs> model factory buildings. That's, and it's perfect. It's, it's a perfect. And but, it ages well, actually, the more traction it is, it does. No, it, ages, anyway. it ages in and out. I got to tell you, yeah. like there's certain times <laughs> I watch this movie and I'm like, this movie's a, this is like the citizen Kane of fucking comic book movies. Like this is like the right. great, you know, and, and uh, and then sometimes I'll watch them like, like this is fucking garbage. This is a doll commercial. Fuck this is fucking this. Dick Tracy. He's dancing around to Prince wearing a fucking like s Muppet Swedish chef hat. <laughs> okay, okay. Those are some. So, so anyway, I think your point was that, you know. The point is I always Batman. come back to it. I always yeah. come back to it. I always no come back to it. And so that's why I have so many opinions about it over the years. It's and, defining Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a couple different types of, you know, you got your young upstart Batman, like your Batman Begins. You got your grizzled old, you know, uh, Dark Knight Rises kind of Batman uh, or Dark, Dark Knight Returns kind of Batman. Um, but I don't think we've really had a very satisfying, like grizzled old as fuck Batman, yeah. kind of a Batman Beyond situation. Um, 
but Michael Keaton, Mike is apparently in negotiations with Warner's to uh, to hop back into the uh, the DC canon, possibly to reprise uh, his role as Bruce Bat. That's what I read. I read actually this was. I mean, you know, I saw some articles that were obviously discussing it as being something that was definitely happening. But we'll see if it goes through. But you know, I would love to see the grizzled old bat balls just hanging down there near the ground like i would i just want to see the old bat and uh and and that is great and bat batman beyond you know like another batman that defined mm-hmm. our era obviously is batman oh, yeah. the animated series oh yeah and 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 the spirit of batman the animated series i think actually lived on a little bit in that batman beyond reboot uh so you know i'm 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 a big fan of that. I think that could it be was a stylistic successor. Th- that era of DC cartoons, mm-hmm. uh, they all kind of blend together well. And I feel like it's a, that was a great little run over there. Yeah. And the, the, that first modern run of Batman in the 90s, which I think it used some of the music and some of the style from Burton's Batman, but it used influences from the comics and stuff. And, and we finally, didn't we get Two Face the first time in that? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Two Face, they, they thought it was too scary to do in the '60s when they did Batman '66. But you know, I've always thought Holy rusty metal Batman. So anyway, he might be back. But see, I always thought because in the Batman '89 they cast um, Billy D as uh, Harvey Dent, right? The guy who mm-hmm. becomes um, becomes the Two Face, becomes Two Face, right? But then when they when Schumacher came in, and we should, you know what? Let's pair yeah. you. Schumacher, I like I as a kid, I like thought your movies were dumb, but like, you know, now I um I still now keep, you, most I still of them keep coming dumb. back to them. And most you know, when a lot of people dumb. when a lot of people say actually what's the best the Dark Knight is the best Batman, I go, actually I think Batman um Forever is the best Batman movie. And they go, oh, What God. what Dark Knight is way better? And I was like, Does Dark Knight have a song by Seal? <laughs> Oh, gosh. No? Well. All right, all right, all right. All right. So the anyway, Joel just Schumacher. Died, okay? the God bless just you. Died. God bless you. So let's not. Mad respect. <laughs> mad, mad respect. respect. <laughs> mad, mad respect, Joel. So. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Anyway, so they fire uh, Billy D though, when they actually do Two-Face. Right, well, once, right. once Keaton rolls off and. and well, the, let's be real. It went in a whole different direction. I mean, come on. You couldn't have Billy D deliver okay, what Tommy Lee did. Which, oof. <laughs> Tommy Lee. <laughs> well, Tom, okay. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, a former a roommate of a uh, former uh, presidential um, uh, popular vote winner, Al Gore, in college, they're roommates. Uh, but Tommy Lee Jones, uh, he, um, well, he brings to the role something a certain je ne sais crazy uh, is the only way I could describe it because like they had gone so over the top, like Jack Nicholson had gone so over the top, just like dancing around and being a psycho that it became this thing, like this gig that everyone in town wanted to get, which was like, Oh, I could just go crazy on the set of one of these Batman pictures. And I believe that I believe it's pronounced uh, Gary Busey. Crazy. I believe that's that's actually how you Gary Busey's say read. Gary Busey's Gary read for uh, for uh, Two Face, sir. Did you? Yeah, I ran myself over with the car. I set up the car and I ran over half my face. So he's like that, you know, that girl who like dresses up in the like <laughs> in the outfit for the odd for the role she wants to go. She's go, doing Oklahoma. She dresses up like a cowgirl, right? <laughs> comes in to read, Smashed his fucking face to read for <laughs> for two faces literally I, 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 my guy, I had my guy run me over half my face did i do a good job I was like yeah and you, you actually kind of missed it you actually kind of got most of your face sir it doesn't even yeah. so anyway gary Busey, did you iron your own face this morning <laughs> 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 you know he was uh, he was a character that you could kill in an exclusive mission in hitman there was actually a you would vote for which gary you wanted to kill so there was oh do you want to kill gary Busey? <laughs> uh tv's gary cole who is of course in veep and he's also plays mike brady in the the 90s 
movie remake of the Brady Bunch. And of course, I actually voted for Gary Cole just because I knew he was the dark horse. <laughs> but <laughs> obviously, in terms of people playing Hitman, uh, everyone wanted to kill Gary Busey. So I ended up killing him in an art gallery with an explosive golf ball. And let me see, <laughs> this him flailing around with that kind of Hitman like ragdoll physics. <laughs> oh, I got him. I got him good. Sorry, good night, my sweet prince. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> all right well keaton's all right, anyway. we're doing good welcome back um, keaton we'll be right back with some political scoop here on evening handsome it is it's distracting when you move your head and i can see that patrick stewart and whoopi goldberg have been sitting behind you the entire time just, right. Just she's just, just listening. Like, what are they talking about? He's like, I don't know. I, it's, it's too awkward to get up. Hear <laughs> 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 <Heal> me? <laughs> I can't get up now. It's it's such a good background. So I so it's funny because like um you know we use MS Teams for work, but then oh, yeah, on, we do. We do too. But then but then for like uh you know external meetings and stuff and like the stuff for the 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 um these like external like uh community meetings that I end up having to go to they're yeah. always on zoom they're always on zoom uh-huh so if I turn my my camera on yeah you know obviously I'm immediately in 10 forward um, <laughs> so I so I I usually keep my camera off for those um yeah. but you know I laugh a little bit also like I I shave and so you know I look uh, considerably right. younger on a camera. You do. Uh, it's like something is that they got a Talabian spore came on the ship and it's making everyone turn into <laughs> back into babies. They always do that <laughs> episode too, where it's just like now now everyone has to be really older. And now, now everybody's everybody played by their kid because they always want to cast like a bunch of children yeah. for the day. It's probably a bunch of casts, you know, it's probably a bunch of the cast people members' kids too, right? That are like coming to play. I would think Absolutely. I would think that would be like bring your kid to work day. You know, yeah. Oh, look, John Luke's in tiny clothes. Where do we find this? Where do we find this guy who's constantly pulling his shirt down? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, John Luke. That, that's something John. they never really understood about their mission. It's like, what if we just brought like kind of a middle class um, condo building, a shopping mall, and a military vessel, and just kind of like rolled around the universe, just like negotiating important peace treaties and shit. What if we loaded a bunch of torpedoes on a cruise ship mm-hmm. and then piloted across the galaxy? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Woo! Yeah, exactly. Because that's basically the model for this, right? It was like uh, it was like Love Boat in the post-utopian future. <laughs> <laughs> Except it was always just Marina Sirtis's mom showing up. Right. It was uh, really. It was just. Well, that was Roddenberry's wife. That was Roddenberry's wife. That's major. Right. Oh yeah. Who's been in yeah. every single? Uh, I think up until after she died, version of Star Trek. Because even in the ones because she, she was the computer, right? Was the computer? Yeah. Major it's just like a, she, she became the computer so she could spy on her husband just cheating on her all throughout the entire Star Trek universe. Because oh you know, whoa whoa, Gene did it for a uh, at least with Gene, you know, it was for it was a good for this was an L. Ron Hubbard or Harvey Weinstein or something, you know. Oh, you know that Gene Roddenberry had a captain's hat, I and mean, all those fucking weird sci-fi guys were like, "All right, we're all gonna start different cults where we all wear some sort of like naval hat and just just sexually assault people." Yeah, actually, I, I I think there are there are lots of culty guys out there. There was a, there was actually somebody the other day we were I had I did, was on with talking to. And yeah. I was talking to one of their colleagues later about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that guy, I mean, I just feel like he, he kind of creeps me out. And she's like, yeah, he's, he's kind of like a weird, he like, he's like a wannabe cult leader. And I said, that's <laughs> it. This nails it. Cause he's like, he's like captivating and obviously yeah. like charismatic, but mm-hmm. then just kind of creepy and weird and like, obviously a creeper. And so you're just like, these things together is a, it's an odd juxtaposition of human. Mm-hmm. You know? Speaking of odd juxtapositions of humans and demons, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, our dear friend at the DOJ, uh, Bill Barr. Oh, oh, Bill. BB. BB. So um, they're calling it the Friday Night Massacre because the New York Times and the Washington Post just like has to call shit something. They're like, you know, 
those those hamburgers those hamburgers never saw it coming okay (laughs) exactly the world's falling apart and i just feel like newspapers are just like trying to find ways to to like say cute shit you know what i mean (laughs) they basically become a bunch of local weathercasters trying to come up with adjectives to describe or portmanteaus to describe the new storm that's coming yes i feel like (laughs) don lemon looks so old now like the poor guy, he looks like you know, like how they always show the pictures of the president after. Um, oh yeah, he's on Barack Obama. Time. You know, they show Barack Obama, and yeah, you know, yeah. he's just like this beautiful young man. Yeah. Show him at the end, he looks like a matchstick. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> George Bush, like he went in, seemed like a cool cowboy guy, and he, you know, he came out just looking like a a Washington statue. Um, so George George came out looking like he was on the memory care floor, and, yeah. And Barack came out looking like he'd already been embalmed. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was well, like, like, Jesus, I'm gonna go hang out with my billionaire friends and fly. That was like his first thing. Was just like, didn't he go like sky jet speeding or something? Uh, let's, I'm gonna just get on All kinds a, of a, a defunct yeah. Virgin airline <laughs> plane right. and fly. I'm gonna hang out with like every rich person. Like I'm gonna just work my way around. I'm gonna hang out with Beyonce, and then I'm gonna hang out with Bill Gates, <laughs> the Prince of other whatever it is. I'm just gonna do it all. Oh man, Bill Gates is. I wonder how his freezing plan is going. Like you know, he <laughs> expects it all to end. Like him just like frantically moving some levers, like trying to activate some sort of like doomsday, like <laughs> shit to like save him, but like not his wife. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> As it like the carbonite process. Actually, yeah. no, it's like he has to push his wife in there He's first. Like, I'm sorry, like, there's only room for two, so I'm taking me in this sex robot. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> End of days. The last person alive is Bill Gates and his fuck robot. Who would have thought? <laughs> anyway, like John Lemon looks like he looks like presidents. Okay. I haven't seen Don Lemon in so long. Okay. He looks like know. he's had an eight-term presidency. Like Donald Trump, he's like, I feel younger. Actually, I feel better than I did before. Don Lemon, just like it's aged him. So I don't know these like you know mainstream media types. It's just it's their brains are exploding. It's so funny just like watching everyone's just brain meltdown live on air because no one has any idea what's going on, and. uh like everyone's instinct is to be terrified, um, which uh, is probably rational, um, but not useful, right? So it's just funny, like how haggard everybody looks. And it's like, if we're so, ha- like, let's just, let's become the change we want to see. But he's let's- got those hip glasses. I mean, you know, <laughs> is he wearing the glasses? Is he not wearing the glasses anymore? Maybe the glasses made him look younger. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> hmm. Anyway, I, I wish I needed. I wish I needed glasses. Glasses are cool, you know. Dude, I've been saying that for years. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be so because there's so much cool stuff you can do. First of all, you, you can see, but right. I can already do that, so I don't care about that. But most no. important things are when some serious shit goes down, taking off the glasses. You can take them off. Yeah, you can look I, over them at things. I want. I always want to give like a life changing speech and get up to the podium and put the gla- yeah, put the glasses on, <laughs> take them off, then put them back on, then cry and have to take it back off. Just like have like, just, just like a Commedia del Arte Nazi <laughs> routine based around moving the glasses in and around its case on my neck. Hey, you move them and then you, you have them together and you're tapping them and you're chewing yeah. them. I want to go for like a Janine from Ghostbusters type glasses situation, I think. Oh, nice. Just like, I like huge that. frames, frames the size of like a silver dollar pancake and uh, just like a lanyard that um, looks like, you know. It's a little Napoleon Dynamite. You got to be careful. Yeah, it is. You want to go a little different. <laughs> Let's you film want, some. You want, I think you want a little frame. I think you want, I don't think you should go straight metal. I think you, you, should, yeah. go, you should go frame. I don't know. I should go frame. Yeah, I mean the frame is cool, man. I don't know, the frames are strong. I don't know. I don't know what you would look strong. like with glasses. See, honestly, I mean, I think like the only glasses. I mean, I wear sunglasses most of the day. I'd look yeah. smart, but right now I have a mustache, so I look like when. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't think you look smart with that mustache. No, no, I, I look like when Burt Reynolds like has to look smart in a movie, and then like give him glasses, and it's like <laughs> like the costume girl. You look like you look like the, the stunt double they got for Burt Reynolds when he was taking a shit in another room. Yeah, I'm taking a pit. <laughs> you want to you want to go crash that Dodge Charger for me? <laughs> or, uh, what is the Pontiac Trans Am, man? What am I thinking? 
They had one of those at Dreamforce. They had a Pontiac Trans Am. Start up. It was like I don't know what fairy dust they sold, but <laughs> they had like they all were wearing like um 1970s kind of uh warm-up baseball warm-up jackets as their like corporate jackets, and then they had like a full, full um tricked out smoking the bandit Pontiac uh Firebird, Thunderbird, or whatever the fuck it is. Right there, the GT or something. No, the what the fuck is that thing called? Oh, hear that? Yeah, that sounded like guns. That's that's not a fire firework, is it? That sounds like guns. Yeah, that does seem like it could be the rapport of gunfire. You know, there's been a lot of stupid shit I've recorded on this feed over the years, but like that is not bullshit. That is just we're just talking. It's what what day is it? It's June 25th, 2000. Thursday, June 25th, 9:07 p.m. Podden in 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 now darkened Los Angeles, California, here in Handsome Headquarters, and there's like gunfire outside our window. This has been <laughs> the world is so insane, right? Oh. All I, dude, you know what I have in here to defend myself? A samurai sword and a red rider. <laughs> you know what's going to happen when the criminals come for me or the whomever, the, the Stasi comes for me or Bill Barr's SS troops come for me. I'll, I'll just be sitting on the floor with my, um, you know, with my red rider in hand. And those smug bastards will say, you better be careful. You shoot your eye out with one of those. Um, then I'll get my tongue. I want to. I want to bring up a different topic. Yeah. Uh, you know, a story that I saw the other day that I think is is, is important. Yes. We should discuss. And obviously, it's been a a, a challenging time for uh, amusement parks. Oh um, yes. Yeah. And we no, we don't need to feel for them, but you know, it has been challenging for them. I guess you know, obviously, they don't need to be there. You know, I don't remember really shedding tears, but. It has prompted, and you know, uh, during and 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 during this time of, of all these amusement parks being closed, you know, obviously yeah. we've we've had kind of a cultural awakening, uh, oh. you know, around the fact that uh, well, institutions are racist and and people yeah. are assholes. Yes, and, and there's germs everywhere, and we're all gross. Oh, we're oh, we're all gross, right? They're touching everything. And and some things, you know, we've just looked at it and been like, why are we really still fucking doing that? And one of those was one of these has been. Uh, has been a, a, a venerable ride uh, at an amusement park that I know you and I are very fond of oh, as far as the park. And this is the Splash Mountain, right? And the Splash Mountain, obviously, uh, you know, is, is, is thematically designed around a classic Disney film that is uh, probably permanently in the vault, um, except for YouTube. It's in that same place. It's right next to the Lost Ark. It's time. right next to the that same matte painting. That old guy's like, <laughs> I'm gonna bury this real good, <laughs> real good. Uh, song, song of the south. Who's um, remastering? Which, who's remastering that movie? Yeah, right. Men, top men, top men. Yeah, Song of the South is such a great film that it, it actually makes Gone with the Wind look like a documentary made by <laughs> Spike Lee. Um, wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've only seen the like sing along videotape versions of it. They had zippity doodah, you know, those little things where there'll be a little Mickey Mouse head jumping up and down, do like a kind of karaoke on TV. You know, they had those tapes. So I knew the song from that and, you know, clips or whatever. And I knew it from this dumbass ride, which I, you know, I think the ride came around what, late 70s, early 80s, when they kind of expanded that whole critter country shit out there. And um, it's the big flagship ride out there in, in critter country. And, at least out here in uh, sunny Anaheim, California, where uh, they have it here in, uh, in Disneyland. Um, but it, you get wet. You get wet. And one of my earliest Disneyland memories is just my dad just getting soaked wet to the bone. And <laughs> he was so fucking apoplectic. And um, it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen, you know? Most children, I think, would be afraid of this, but it was, just, it was, it was too good. <laughs> and I think that they have sensors on this particular ride, okay, that uh, track how pissed off you're going to be 
and then and then proportionally direct that much more water at you. So that there's some kind of mechanism that, oh, this guy will be really pissed off. Let's make sure he gets super wet. Because the people who are like, oh, I don't care about getting wet, they always you know get like just a little splash on their shoulder. So first of all, it's this ride where you get wet, and it's hilarious seeing people be pissed off <laughs> and waiting hours to do it. Second of all, it's based on this racist-ass old movie where there's just like, you know, a, a older black man who fit, you know fits the description of this stereotypical sort of happy sambo uh, character that's very offensive singing this this catchy tune zippity doodah which plays in the park my oh my what a wonderful day so not only is it, it's interesting because it's not really this movie isn't really a big part of disney fan culture but that song is so wrapped and intertwined in in the the culture of the park and and Disney nerds were like, I'm not really a Disney nerd. I know a lot about this shit because I think that there's secret Nazi uh, stuff that's hidden inside Disneyland that I'm trying to uncover national treasure style. So don't well, they definitely are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just working on it. So in the meantime, I have to learn a lot about this stuff. And and so which so, I don't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. So so the thing with Zippity Doodah, right? Like, okay, yes. so obviously Song of the South problematic um, <laughs> to say the least. You know, it it just like. It, it doesn't just kind of glorify sort of, you know, uh, like kind of post, like kind of slavery. And, Re and reconstruction era. Reconstruction era, Annabelle and South stuff. Yeah, no. self-enabling of, of Jim Crow and like all of this yeah. kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, it totally does that. But then also, okay, so they had this great song and and it was great. Sympathy View Dies, great. It's a great song. And, uh, you know, we retcon and re-edit everything. We just re yeah. we redo everything every year. Every There's no new movies being made. Mm -hmm. And yet all this fucking time, they don't just fucking redo Zippity-Doo-Dah a million times. Like, why has it been that we just, like, we had to let it stand? Yeah, that movie's racist as shit, but Zippity-Doo-Dah slaps. That is the right. problem. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so what the fuck? Why have they left it? It's like the it's one kind of, piece. I think like, Dumbo, they took out, uh, you know, and I see an elephant fly. That I think they yeah. took that song out because it was racist too. And I totally get it. All those old cartoons that were fucking racist as hell, both the Water Brothers and the Disney. They had all kinds of racist characters and all this kind of shit. Um, but I don't know. I guess jury's out on whether or not those will be deemed offensive by the guardians of morality, those, those songs, but whatever. I, here's the thing. I, I'm not going to get pissed off. I'm like, whatever. I'm sick of that song. Anyway, change it. And if it's offensive to people and it really brings up racist feelings to people, then yeah, definitely get rid of it. This place is supposed to be a place of fun. There's no, no point in hanging on to some old bullshit. If it hurts anyone's feelings. I know that sounds like wimpy safe space shit, but if there's one place in America that should be safe, it should be critter country. This isn't Tomorrowland, okay? This yeah. Is critter country. So anyway, if there's one place in America where kids should feel safe, for families yeah. to feel safe from prejudice and hatred, it's fucking it's critter country. It's fucking, it's fucking critter country. Yeah, it's fucking Disney. So anyway, I mean, it. you know, Song of the South, Song of the South, or sorry, Splash Mountain, you know, I think we can all say objectively, objectively racist, and, and, and we were always going, eh, you know, it was like, eh. Yeah. As you go through it. So anyway, anyway, finally. Oh, yeah, it's, it's perfect. That's a whole New Orleans. There's a whole New Orleans thing over there. They've integrated the character work with uh, with Princess Tiana, the character from from Princess and the Frog, which was, of course, the first uh, uh, a black Disney princess, <clears throat> which was like mm -hmm. well into the 21st century. So uh, it's pretty, pretty crazy um, how slow these kinds of, of things um go so yeah i mean speaking of the disney theme parks they're thinking of using the florida disney campus for the nba season oh yeah orlando is gonna be the bubble yeah it's gonna be How like the of that? village of uh basketball basketball related um basketball related uh, uh disease uh spreading i mean this this second wave or continuation of the first wave is just like really seems to be growing like crazy right and especially in a lot of places that are opening up or haven't shut down and stuff so uh we'll see if this disney nba season um amounts to anything um in terms of spreading the disease or if they they handle it well um i don't know we've never seen something like this on on this kind of scale and it's interesting i was just watching uh the episode of ds9 where they like have to shut down america or shut down the world planet earth 
and uh, have martial law because they think that there's changelings on the planet and everyone's blood testing each other. There's all, there's all this whole testing thing. Oh, you got to get tested. And Brock Peters, who plays uh, Benjamin Sisko's dad, he's like, I'm not going to get tested. That guy's hell of good. He also plays Admiral Cartwright in Star Trek VI, you know, the one that like, Betrays them mm-hmm. and the Oh He's yeah, great actor. And I love in Star Trek where they just like we just reuse the same fucking guys or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, why not? They're like Star Trek always reuses sets and and ships and costumes, but they also just reuse guys. And I always wonder like guys like that, Brock Peters or um, you know uh, uh, what's his name, James Cromwell. Uh, do they just sit on the the Paramount backlot and they just trot them out when they need them? Anyway. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we're back talking shit. This is shit talk where we sit and talk shit. So we've covered a lot today. We didn't really talk about Bill Barr and how he's just like, he's just letting fascism rise. I guess that's all we really have to say. Well, I mean, is anybody surprised at anything? No, it's just so tacky. Like that's the whole thing is like, I always thought that like fascism would take over America and was like already kind of well on its way. You know, just learning about our, like our history of locking people in tournament camps and just like wiping out whole indigenous tribes and all of this crazy disease spreading horrible shit. And then looking to like what we're, we're currently doing. Oh, she's showing me pictures of his beautiful children right now. <laughs> they they oh. are. They're, I love them. They're really great. Look at that guy. He's so fun. Oprah okay. once said, and there's one under your chair and one under your chair. And the Oprah yeah. saith and the Oprah did. Do you think people will like study the quotes of Oprah? Like they do, like who will rise out of this era as like the great idol? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, you know, they're looking over alien scraps, like what's like the lost little piece of culture that last? We'll, we'll worship long after they're gone. I think, you know, actually it's funny, but like it's, uh, it's cuspy on, on, you know, the Trump, the Trump dynasty. I mean, you know, it's going to be strong. Yeah. Um, the art of the deal, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe later we'll look back and pick that up without any context and think it was one of the, you know, the great uh, pieces of the era. Yeah. Amelia just got home. Hello, Amelia. Amelia says, hello. Who are you talking to, Amelia? My mother. Hi, mom. Hi, Amelia's mom. <laughs> all right. We're all here. <laughs> 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 well, now all that right. we're all here, we're all we can here. begin. Is she still going to work? Yeah. Nice. Do you remember? Do you remember that part in, in Thunderballs where like all of the all of the double O's are like hanging out, and it's like all these guys hanging out in this big fucking British ass room, meeting up, and then like 007's late because he's like already. It's like, it's like. 11:28 in the morning and he's already had sex with two different women three times and he rolls in and like m is just like now that we're all here and it's just like to be so cool that like the head of secret agents or whatever is that pissed at you but still has to let it slide because he's like i'm the best at spying and fucking and fighting and there's very little you can do about it m because if you want to keep this world fought and fucked. You got to send out 007. And I know you got Roger Moore in the warm in the, the warm up circle, warming up his arms. But the guys are boop, Mr. Connery. Please, please refrain from calling Roger Moore what we all know he is. <clears throat> <laughs> all right, touchy, very touchy, very touchy, very touchy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sir, please. Wrap for this picture, too. You can go home now. No, whatever. I'm very method, which means I need to be smoking cigarettes and golfing constantly in all movies I'm in. What if you were what if what what if you were just so method that you're like, I'm I'm just always me in everything. I'm method. Everything else has to be method around me. I'm just always me. Because that's what it always seems like. It's always just like the hunt for Red October. He's a Russian submarine guy, but you know, it's just Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Russian submarine guy, but and now he's actually just in really old. Guy. He's a guy in Queens who's helping out the local urban youth, but you know, it's just Sean Connery and F. Murray Abram. 
<sighs> You're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. Is that, is that Buster Rhymes in that? You're the man now, dog. Who plays the brother? Buster Rhymes, I think, plays the brother. An impassioned, an impassioned speech in that movie about what a good kid he is. There's some good. I think, spe- I think Amelia is saying yes. That's true. There's that's some good, back there's like, yes, there's some good monologues for that. If I have like a white female child, I'm gonna like suggest them as uh, monologues they can do in class. <laughs> if show and tell here, why don't you do one of these monologues? <laughs> <laughs> like, are there parents out there that just like turn their children into just like w- w- weapons of obnoxious destruction? Do you think that there's it's really like auto- a it just happened like automatically? Yeah, do you think there's like really like a lot of like market for this, like obnoxiousness or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah untapped like, market. Can we tap? Oh, that's a good one. Kids at school. That's a good is Zoom that, background. Oh, that's a, is that just a classroom? No, look, it's like uh, look at the. Is it is it Jewish? No, Michael Scott. Oh, it's, the oh, is it Michael Scott's office? Yeah, Michael Scott's office. What'd you say, honey? I said if you show your kid Monty Python, they'll automatically be very annoyed. Oh, if you sh- she said if you show your kids Monty Python, they'll automatically be annoyed. That's true. <laughs> That's the only way that kids learn to. It's this one that I always break out. <laughs> you know, why are your kids making that dipshit British voice again? Why are they doing that dumbass walk? <laughs> dumbass walk? Oh no, it's funny when um, you know it's funny when Monty Python uh, makes fun of French people. And that's something we can all agree on. There's a lot of bullshit in that. They wasted a lot of. I love Life of Brian. Life of Brian's a big pic. Is a great picture about religion. No, come on. There's so much classic Monty Python too, though. I mean, I, I love the Holy, Holy, Grail. Grail. Holy Grail. Holy Grail, dude. Holy Grail. Exactly. The meaning of life has some great making fun of the French. I also love how Holy Grail just ended because they ran out of budget. It was like, oh, out of budget. All right, that, that one. Cut print so, <laughs> and make it a classic. <laughs> Let's make sure this unfinished uh, film uh, is a classic. There's that one scene, you know, where, where King Arthur fi- uh, is talking to the commoner guy and, yeah. and who, who says, you know, it's like, uh, we, li- we only live in a post-apocalyptic, post-democratic collective uh, where oh, yeah. everyone votes uh, independently. And it's like the best. Yeah, that hella like, political ass dude covered in fucking horse shit like everyone is in that movie. But he, he basically just sounds like Occupy movement. He sounds That's like beautiful. he's... It's exactly that. He he is basically just talking yeah. about what people were talking about. Because in every era, Wall Street. In every era, there's just greedy people, and then there's like greedy some people. there's some people who are so poor and angry that they go fuck them, and then everyone goes like, and then everyone makes fun of them, <laughs> including Monty Python and us right now. You're right. It's exactly. The same. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know it's funny. <laughs> Terry Gilliam directed that that movie. And Terry Gilliam was. Mm-hmm. Was one of my favorite filmmakers until uh, he made some shitty movies and also said some weird shit <clears throat> about stuff that I don't want to get into right now. But um, the thing about that movie is it's such a goofy, dumb, uh, dumb, cheap movie with some great laughs. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like a couple of shots that are creepy and haunting and sort of foreshadow the kind of movies he would make going forward. You know, whether it's Brazil or Baron Munchausen or 12 Monkeys or all these other other awesome movies. Um, or Time Bandit, speaking of Sean Connery. What if I, what if I'm a firefighter? I'm a firefighter. I wear one of those firefighter hats. And uh, the kids are like, look, there's James Bond, but he's got a firefighter hat. I'm like that, huh? <laughs> Mr. Connery, this is my private residence. <laughs> How did you find me? I moved. I'm just a PA on The Rock who told you that we can't say those lines about what happened to you in jail. <laughs> Liam, I'm glad you had me on so that we could uh, talk to Sean together. Yeah, um, that's cool. He I worry sometimes that. when it's just you and him. That you, oh, you know, you get... it just goes off the fucking rails. <laughs> we just start doing Shakespeare sitting around. If I had Orson around here, man. That, that yeah, man. Be all end. together. You can, he's, I'm sure he's there somewhere, but you know, to get him out, it takes like a Maurice, day's notice. Maurice LaMarche is still <laughs> alive, who does, did the voice of Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, Pinky, right? Yeah, is it the, no, it's the Brain. The Brain, who looks, sounds oh, yeah, like, I mean, the mouse. Brain, yeah. The whole premise of that show is like, what if there were some mice and one of them was stupid and the other one, <laughs> the other one was Orson Welles? Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because yeah. he does the Orson Welles voice 
over Vincent D'Onofrio as Orson Welles in Tim Burton's um, Ed Wood. Over Vincent D'Onofrio as yeah, so he, wow. he goes up to Vincent D'Onofrio and he's like eating pancakes or whatever in the <laughs> fucking the derby <laughs> and, or smoking cigarettes. And uh, in drag, uh, Johnny Depp as, uh, as Ed Wood, America's, the world's history's worst uh, filmmaker until Tommy Wiseau. Uh, he comes up and they have this beautiful scene and it's, um, you know, D'Onofrio and he's orsoning around with his hands. But um, they actually dubbed in Maurice LaMarche, who does the voice of uh, the brain, as Orson. So it's weird because it's like watching a cartoon. It's like watching Picking the Brain, but the animation is Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> it's a very awkward experience. But, you know, it's interesting. You're standing in front of the James Bond, like, uh, you know, uh, gun barrel thing and it, it reminds me it kind of looks like the warner brothers thing you know yeah. that's all that's all folks we shot james james bond shot us oh, oh now you got orson behind you <laughs> orson was is one of it's one of the greats i mean talk about if i had a time machine you should be like marty i've got a trouble back in time and tell orson wells to stop eating let's work so many cigars <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, I just I love watching his evolution as a uh, as an actor as he realizes in his very very first movie how fun it is to just be fat because he's just like he's very trim and good looking in that movie and then but then he puts himself in a fat suit basically in costume as himself later in life thrashing <laughs> where he's got like a he has like a glued on spirit gum mustache a huge awkward fat suit. And gray and like gray hair, and he's just thrashing around the girl's apartment in Citizen Kane. He's like knocking the fucking set over, and you're like, "What part of that is Kane? What part of that is the fat suit? What part of that is just pure Orson?" And it's all lost <laughs> in a medley of cinema. People love Citizen Kane for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's a fucking masterpiece. It's a no, fucking masterpiece. <clears throat> oh man, that's that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Orson. I had a guy come up to me at a Halloween party. I was, I believe, dressed as Captain James Tiberius Kirk, but I had a mustache. And he told me I looked exactly like Orson Welles. <laughs> and and I said, oh, I, 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 I kind of realized what Orson Welles he was talking about. Like the post, oh, now, you, now you're showing Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain this way. Splash Mountain. Yeah, Hans, your background game has been pretty good. I still haven't installed the plugin that lets me do the background thing on my my Zoom. So I just yeah. have a background. What if you got like stuck in the holodeck, man? That'd be funny. Like, no, I'm trapped in the old Splash Mountain and the old Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the only change that I'm really pissed off that they've done at Disneyland, you know, they've taken out rape, they've taken out races, and they've taken out all kinds of shit. They renamed swiss family robinson finger blast hut into tarzan's tree or whatever but of all the changes they've made the worst is taking out the fucking smoking section <laughs> the smoking section was the last bastion of freedom in, in america i it's think true. these guys that took over you know those guys in oregon who were like they don't recognize <laughs> like the they don't recognize the federal government and they're like this land in oregon belongs to us you know those guys those right. guys who if they were black they would have just pop, 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 gotten shot immediately but they became like weird red state heroes for a while <clears throat> what if we pulled our version of that which was but it was just smoking fat blunts right outside of uh <laughs> disneyland galaxy's edge which you still haven't gotten. You still haven't gotten to go to Batu, have you? I have not gotten to go to Batu, you know, yet. And and I mean, because uh, it, it all crashed down. I was actually I had I had three trips to LA kind of on the books yeah. over the course of a couple of months that I was going to be uh, coming down there. I was really excited about it, and then uh, everything just like went to shit, right? Everything went to shit. Well, one of these days we'll have to get back to the theme park, my friend. Yeah, I don't. Well, is there anything else that you, there's been any hot takes that have been burning in your mind over the last week? Hot takes. Got any so hot takes. That's a dangerous, dangerous intro for me. You know that all my hot takes are not really fit to print. Um, 
I uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not. I got lots of hot takes. You know, I, yeah. I think uh, about things. You know, we we did talk about. We almost talked about Bill Barr. Bill Barr is just too too exciting <laughs> to like, talk about. It's just so depressing because it's really really sad and quite yeah, scary actually to watch your watch watch your country justice crumble. Department just kind of like crumble. Right. <clears throat> crumble. It's crumble. Crumble. Yeah. But, yeah. It gives me hope though that America is just like crazy enough to just like, you know, revolt if shit really goes bad. And I don't mean violently, I mean peacefully. It would be nice if there was just like a great like silent revolt where everyone just kind of got it, like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Right, That's okay. the kind of revolt that happens. <laughs> and then everything changes and it's cool. Like, That's oh, okay, the kind of revolt that happens at the ballot box, actually. That's the kind of revolt that and the is. cashier box. The well, the, cha- the challenge right now, I think, is that, you know, we have this sort of unprecedented assault and continued assault on voting rights and, and, yes. and in voting access. And, and you know, what we, we need to do as, as Democrats uh, is really just become the champions of voting, you know, because uh, we don't we don't do that enough. And and so Maya, Maya and I have been talking and we say we say it's if it's if you if you really just need to, like. You know, I don't, if you want, if you really just need to speak to the moment and really not get at something yeah. that's like token representation, then I think we should be that the only choice is Stacey Abrams and the only choice is like full out mandatory voting, voting <laughs> holiday. Everybody votes. Everybody has a day off. It's a national Yeah, you should have to pay a hundred dollar fine if you don't vote. I think it's more like it's a national day off to vote. Yeah, oh, Everybody yeah. has the day 100%. off to vote. And you, and employers have to provide a paid day off to McDonald's vote. McDonald's has day. to give out subsidized McFlurries and chicken nugs. Seriously. So dip exactly. nugs in their McFlurries. Right, and right. And we should make voting be completely, you know, like um, uh, paper-based and disaggregated where like every – polling area does their no, own no, no, no. thing it and... should be based on what flag you want to burn so you come yeah, to a station sure. with different flags um the lighting of which but in different orders represents different political affiliations and then a um, indigenous member of a local political faction will interpret them as the results and then we'll tally them at the end so i'm serious though i'm talking about an election system that is uh that is like completely unhackable because it's completely disaggregate mm-hmm. and and completely uh you know completely uh uh, uh non-digital right so like, you just want to turn it into and, basically letters to santa claus everybody write a letter to santa and tell you which fucking old idiot should be president <laughs> yeah and then we, we we it would be nice if there was like a you know like a like a thing where you you can't always have the septuagenarians be in charge i mean i get it like you know, everybody's living longer. And so I guess Vladimir Putin gets to yeah. serve for 50 years. He's already been president of Russia for 20 years. And they're saying that yeah. if this, this constitution thing passes, he can stay president of Russia until 2036 or something. It's totally so, insane. It's totally insane. Donald Trump is just jizzing in his pants when he hears that shit. He's just like, well, that's why I would have died the Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, get out of here. Get out of here. Leave. You're uninvited. Uninvited. Even Sean doesn't even want you here. No, get out of here. You're the cock knocker. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Um, so uh yeah, I'm I'm just I, I, I think uh uh it's it's frightening to talk about Bill. Um people like I said, it's hopefully we won't bug. have septuagenarians. Yeah, yeah, the septuagenarian thing, if you're too old for sixty nine, it's you've had your time. I think it should just be the general rule: driving, running for president, uh, ordering takeout, speaking about racial matters. Like <laughs> once you're over sixteen, just actually, I think racial matters. Like once you're over maybe fourteen, you're not allowed to talk about anyone else. So, so this is what I put to my dad. I said, "Look, my I said my dad is a is a squarely a baby boomer, even though he uh, uh, you know he knows he, how to rotate a PDF." Yeah, even though he's he's you know not even sixty yet, but soon. Um, but I said, look, would you want your dad to be the president? Do you think that's appropriate? That like you know like your I parents are like should be in charge. What's that? that Wait, you, no, his dad. I said to my father. I said oh. I was talking to my father. I said, 
do you think that your if your father was alive today like that your parents should be like in charge so like why are we voting for Joe Biden and Donald Trump? Like, like I, I get it. Like, I mean, but they're like, they're like cuspy on silent generation. Those guys, like, they're like cuspy, right? They're in there. They're in the yeah, well in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, I know, just Trump's, think Trump's dog whistling something to them. You know, when he <laughs> talks about when he talks about when he says something like, "I didn't want the reason why I drink water like this is I didn't want to get water on my tie." And like that actually is some like white supremacy thing for like for old dudes who like survived World War II but like secretly became Nazis over there and then like <clears throat> decided to infiltrate our country through voting. Maybe maybe you're wrong, Hundro. Maybe the answer is too many people are voting. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have too many, which is you know we're joking, but like that's basically what the founding fathers were. They're like, well, we can't let these ass. Oh, Hundro is reenacting in front of the Song of the South ride. Slash Mountain <laughs> background is reenacting Donald Trump's inability to fucking drink like an adult with normal. <laughs> I didn't have to comment. It was just for you. <laughs> I mean, it is most stuff that we have to like make fun of his. The, the, everyone resorts to just like making fun of him physically. But after all the things that he said about women, we, you know, like because just, if you talk about rational, if you keep talking yeah. rationally about the things that he's doing, you, you are you, your head's gonna explode because you're yeah. basically just like fighting crazy with crazy, and so you're forced to just really like kind of vent somehow into just total yes. abject ridicule. But yes. it's really actually frightening, right? Because yeah. uh, it has been. But on a bright note, yeah, on a on a bright note, no, I, I don't. I, oh, okay. No, on a bright note, we are strong and amazing, and we will stand up against uh, intolerance, indifference, and inaction at all times in history. Then in America, revolution not, is not the end of America. Revolution is required of Americans. So okay. we'll revolt at the ballot box and we'll get rid of this guy. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think it, 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 if anything. You know, it's it's true. We will get rid of. We will. This too shall pass. But yeah. come on, man. Like you know, we need. We, we've been. We've. Been, it's been. It's been so long since the revolution. It's been so long since any real revolution. We've had no revolution. I know. In like I'm so ba- long. speaking of the Rock. I'm basically Ed Harris in the Rock. Where I'm just like. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like. We need to. America will only be strong if we take a bunch of kids and lock them up in prison prison cells haunted by raped ghosts, and then like blow them up with this weird purple fucking chest melting nonsense and the only one that can save them is a what's the word again septuagenarian sean connery and the guy from raising arizona i'm now ed maharis thanks ed actually nick cage man nick cage nick cage. nick cage man you know he's a he's a fine actor <clears throat> uh we recently watched ghost, <laughs> ghost rider no way no way you did not Really? You yeah, loved, it. Oh. loved it. My wife. No way. Movie. Is she is she laughing about how much she enjoyed that movie? Yeah, oh, she loves it. I oh, mean, this is coming from God. the girl who prefers um the <laughs> prefer, who prefer what's the one there? It's like the rock on an airplane. Con Air. Oh, Con Air. That's a great movie. Okay, Con Air is a great movie. It does have a good like dirty dozen cast. Cage and Malkovich. Yeah, no, John. I'm telling you, Con Air is a solid movie. Cusack. Yeah. Con Air. I mean, everybody. When you think of the cast, you're just like, who would you least want to be sucking an elevator with? All of the men. All of those guys. (laughs) Every single one of them. Anyone who's ever is Trejo up in that? Yeah, yeah. Everybody in that. If Trejo's not in that, like he missed, he missed. He is. Danny's in that. Good. He's got. Danny's in that. I think they're all. But he has a frequent flyers card for Connor. <laughs> it's like the. He's like, I'm like getting a, points, dude. I'm getting points. It's the it's the B. It was the B list Expendables be, long before yeah. we could we had that. Rames in there. Yeah, Ving is in there. Yeah. Um, shit, man. You got Buscemi. You got Buscemi. Yeah, Cusack, Buscemi. You got your. You got everybody. It's pretty much. Dave Chappelle's in it. Dave Chappelle's in it. Yeah. Zabba, your only friend. Uh, Dave Chappelle's great in that movie. Yeah, it's basically um, it's basically Shakespeare. It's like Robert Altman meets <laughs> Shakespeare in a, in a plane filled with murderous rapists. 
It's basically Michael Bay presents Shakespeare. Cocaine, the movie. <laughs> Michael Bay presents cocaine and Shakespeare. In a world with cocaine, only one man could put this many rapists on a plane. Someone get these motherfucking rapists on this motherfucking plane. And what's the song in it? What's the song? What's the song in it? There's a song in it. With yeah, hi, hi, hi. I got you this dumb. I got you this ragged ass bunny. I got you this bunny. How do I live without you? How do I live without you? Oh man, not the Leanne Rhymes version. They're like we've paid so much money. Cocaine. Spent so much money on cocaine, we couldn't even get the what's her name again? The Leanne Rhymes version. In a world fueled by cocaine. Sweet home Alabama. Only 12 rapists could possibly Is there any German bands that have just like a swastika like as their <laughs> like, Is there like a, a the German Leonard Skinner like Leonard Skinner and we play sort of Yeah, they're called it's a band called Eastern Europe and it's called mm-hmm. and they have a great hit called The Final Solution <laughs> No, oh, by Trisha, Trisha Yearwood, not yeah, yeah, it's how do I live without you? <laughs> the final solution. Well, he is. He's, also, Trisha Yearwood sings Sweet Home Alabama. Oh. I should not be singing so loud. Wait, she's, she's a confederate? <laughs> Trisha Yearwood? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, well, you know, like everyone's in arms because NASCAR is yeah, outlawing so nooses or something. NASCAR's never gotten so hasn't gotten so much publicity in like in like thirty years. They're stoked. They're just yeah. like, yes, nobody's cared about NASCAR until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to love. Uh, no, I never did. No, I was trying never. to think. One thing I liked about NASCAR was there. I was like, maybe there was a video game. Yeah, I liked a video game. So I was about to say I liked the video game, and then I thought about that video game. Oh, my friend, it was actually F Zero, and it didn't really work. It was actually F zero. It didn't really work. We tried to boot disk. It still didn't work. So we took it back to uh, software, etc. I think, or Egg- <laughs> it was either Egghead software or software, etc. We took it back because NASCAR, the game, didn't work, and it was also just based on the same engine as the Indianapolis five hundred. Why would you? Why would you return it anywhere other than Fry's? I mean, I don't know where you bought it. That's there irrelevant. Was, it wasn't. Fry's. That's irrelevant. You have some, some broken ass shit that's like bandaged together with field bandages from a mash unit in Korea. <laughs> no one else will take it back. The card you're trying to get refunded on is canceled. And take it to Fry's, the only place. Then stayed open during COVID for no reason. Did not provide any essential services other than selling <laughs> shitty microprocessors. <laughs> I slipped my bikes in uh, uh, Chinese Reformation. <laughs> <laughs> Your best buys are always at prize. They had um, they had COVID <laughs> kits at prize, like in the in that like in that um, you know. Uh, at the end of the what do they call it impulse aisle in the impulse aisle where they have like all of the gummy bears and uh, uh gardettos and uh, uh you've been voted off impulse island <laughs> we voted you off impulse island we voted you off impulse island will someone pe- please pass the conch that's filled with popcorn thank you amelia says a lot of stuff at fries fell off a truck uh-huh. Your best buys are always falling off trucks. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? It's totally a real Louis Vuitton. They sell perfume at Fry's. It's the same as the computer cleaner. They they <laughs> sell right. any they sell anything that they have inside of Fry's. Actually, they'll sell which in, which includes the humans that work there. Actually, if you ask them, mm-hmm. they'll they'll sell you one of those people. I, I did oh. tell you about the time that I do, I oh. like I door busted at Fry's for something, um, and uh, it wasn't that I needed to get there for the sale early. I just needed to get something immediately and move on to something else. But I heard them inside doing this weird cultish chant. All of the salespeople going, I don't know what they were chanting. I don't know what they were chanting. But then, less than a minute later, after this crazy, insane, like orgiastic chant 
ceases, the door opens and all these like fries are placed. Hi, welcome to France. Can I interest you in some impulsive bullshit? And it was like the con- the fact that they went from such like tribal insanity to such such um, you know cultish control in such a small amount of time terrified me. Well, I think we covered a lot today. Michael Keaton back in the Batverse, uh, Bill Barr letting fascism rise, um, and uh, Disney theme parks trying to get rid of some of the racism, um, and uh, maybe getting some NBA going on. Uh, so it's been a pleasure, as always, talking to you. Um, and uh, I hope you and your your family are doing well during these crazy times. And there's not any crazy fireworks outside your window, which all of us have heard tonight on the program. <clears throat> and uh, I want to wish you and your uh, growing family mm. the best and my love as well. Mm. Thank you. Well, for everyone here at Handsome Headquarters, for me, for Hanch, for the president, for Sean Fine, for Amelia's disembodied voice yelling in the background. I'm Lee Singer Golden, and this has been Your Evening Answer.